Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Seamless transition there. Thank you, worship team. Why don't you give your worship team a hand? Awesome. For those who uh, are catching up with the why did I say seamless, it's because last week I snuck up on stage and gave my wife a fright. So now we're doing... Was that, a, that was a perfect introduction, wasn't it? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Why don't you give Pastor Desiree a hand? Great to have you back. Who's back in town? Give me a wave. I can see some familiar faces. First time in town. I'm not going to wave, but yeah, that's all right. So I can tell if you're, I oh, know, I can't tell if you're first time in town because we gave every student an orange bag. Yeah. And so that's all good. That's all good. Hey, uh, let's, let's pray tonight. Who's believing God to move? I'm believing God to move. I pray he moves in my life. I pray he moves in your life. And he pray, I pray he moves in the person next to your life as well. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for your heart towards us, how you sent your son Jesus to live and die on the cross, a perfect life, so that we could become right with you again. And Lord, it's by faith tonight, by declaring that you are our Lord and Savior and inviting you to live in our heart, Jesus. And we thank you again, Lord, that for all that you've done for us. And Jesus, we thank you that you went to the cross, you died, rose again. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in this room and in our lives. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you would lead us to everything that you have for us. We thank you, Lord, that you are a big God and you can deal with anything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're in the middle or the third quarter, the third quarter of the Go Big series. Who's, who's uh, in my e-group? I know we're up to the third quarter. Who's up to the first quarter in their e-group? Who's done the first one? Uh, cool. The guy, uh, your other e-group leader was, t- and I was waiting for you, Dale. It's all right. It's good. Uh, who's up to the second? Second, Hannah and Amanda, a few others. Who's up to the third? Third, third one? Good. Who's up to the fourth one and racing ahead? Who are the races ahead? That's good English right there. Uh, who, you know, everyone who likes racing ahead to finish first. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, we are staying on week three tonight, and it's about making room. Who likes making room? Yeah. Who's right now fighting for elbow room? Yeah. Who's like, who? Uh, I, have, I have amazing sons, and I love them to bits. But man, when it comes to the dinner table, we have to fight for elbow room. It's like, are you guys at the airport or something? Are you taking off? As the elbow room is right out there, and I don't know about you, but tonight it's about making room. How do we make room? How do we make room, and what does it mean by making room? Let's read out of Isaiah chapter 54 in the message translation. This is where the, our whole series is, uh, comes from. And we've preached on our ways through this a little bit, and we'll get to the point. But in 54 verses 1 through 6, in the message translation, sing, says, Sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song. You who have never experienced childbirth, you're, you're ending up with far, you'll end up with far more children than all of those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. 
Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your, uh, your, for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to be resettling in abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Can I, uh, we're not preaching on that tonight, but never be afraid of Jesus. Never, never be embarrassed of Jesus. Never be uncertain of who your faith is in tonight. I want to encourage you. But tonight we are talking about making room. How do you get more room? How do you get more of everything else? Who would like more of some things? Uh, let's, let's be honest. Who, who has who's said this, this phrase, I just need more time? Anyone like students? I just needed an extension on my exam, on my uh, assignment. I'm sorry, I'm trying to catch up with me. I never went to university. I'm trying to, you know, just know the language, know the lingo. Uh, you, you know, you go to your professor or you go to someone and say, I just need an extension. And they ask you, why do you need an extension? And you've got to come up with the most creative, possible, truthful answer that you could imagine that they will buy. And then so they give you an extension. Anyone tried that before? No hands are going up. But we have, we, we've heard that saying before, I just need more time. Uh, I just need more time. If you're a parent and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're dropping kids off here and you're dropping them off there and then you've got to get all this done and you're working, I just need more time. Maybe, maybe it's a, a certain level of capacity. We all have our own level of capacity. Um, what, is that, what, is that, what I mean by that is like you can only do so much in a day. I was talking to my friend Manasi here, and uh, we go to the gym at 4.30 a.m. Every, every Monday morning. Who knows that someone's going to the gym a whole lot more than someone else. There's a, there's a capacity level where there's only a certain, we've got a capacity that we can do through the, the year. We've got a capacity that we can outwork through the week. We've got a, a capacity that we can outwork through the day. There's only so much that can be achieved. You will only be able to do so much in a day. You'll only be able to do so much in an hour. You'll only be able to achieve so many things. You know, who's got one of those jobs where the job just keeps going whether you're there or not? Like a forecourt attendant. Anyone else been a forecourt attendant? A liquid petroleum transfer agent, I used to call it. All I used to do was pump gas for people. And that was, that was, that was my capacity. I was able to do that. Who's got one of those jobs where if you don't turn up, the job doesn't get done and it's still there tomorrow for you to come back? Love those jobs too. So we, we only have a level of capacity. You can, you can only work, you, you can only, you know, we work a 40-hour week, right? So there's a few sniggers out there. Some people are knowing where I'm going here. Or we work a 35-hour week because we've got a, you know, a... Rest breaker, smoke breaker, other breaker, this break, and we only get get down to seven hours of the day or whatever. Maybe, maybe you you know we don't we come up with this saying, well, I just if I just had more money, if, oh man, if I was a millionaire, I would do this. Anyone said that? Anyone had thoughts before? I've had, I had a friend say, man, I'd love to buy someone a house one day. I'm like, well, we'll just buy, buy them a cup of coffee first. Because here's the thing is, if you can't buy someone a cup of coffee, you're never going to be able to buy them a house. But we have this, how do we make more room in our world? How do we have more capacity? And we have all these things. See, you might be able to rearrange your time. 
Who likes to rearrange their time? I know, I know Kale, some, some may know Kale. Kale is amazing. He is amazing at uh, colored spreadsheet time charts. If you need any help around that, go and see Kale. Where is Kale? I can't see him right now. Uh, all right, he's, he's obviously slotted in a certain time. There he is. No, he's not in the toilet. He was just down the back. But he is, he's amazing, he is amazing at organizing his time. Whether he outworks that timesheet or not, I don't know. But we, we, can, we can rearrange our time. Some of you as students, you've got a timetable that you need to stick to this year. If you don't go to the lab or you don't go to the, the, the lecture or you don't go to the tutorial, you're going to miss out on, on some of the information that you need to learn. If you're, an, um, if you're a person with a job or a family, you, you've only got a certain amount of time. You can rearrange. Maybe, maybe with your capacity, you could, you could change your priorities. Like your priority could be getting up at 4.30 a.m. with me and Manasi and going to the gym in the morning. It could be that if you wanted to get uh, trim and finely chiseled athlete much like Manasi. But the, the, unless you change your priority, you, you're not, you're not going to be able to do that. Some, I, know, I know some of you have gone for a 5K run every single day this year so far. That's, a, that's why someone changed their priority. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. Um, you can change your work habits if you want. You can work 18 hours a day instead of seven and a half hours a day. You could change that to make more room. You could. You, who wants to work 18-hour days? Exactly. No one wants to work 18-hour days. You could, you could want to get more money. You could change your job to a higher-paying job. Who would like to do that? Anyone who works for church, put your hand down. Right now. Uh, you, 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 like you can change your role, you can change your job to get a higher paying job, but the facts are you're still going to have to work and you're only limited to the, to the ability. You can't get more time in the day. You're not going to be able to achieve more out of your capacity. You can rearrange stuff, you can do this. And so like, hey, Pastor Will, we're supposed to be talking on making room tonight. You're not really helping. I am going to help you in a minute because there is a way. That you can make more room. There actually is a way where you can get more time. There is a way where you can change the output on the capacity of your life. There is a way that you can actually make more money. You're like, hey, this is slowly starting to get better. It's not, it's not as bad as we think. Because the Bible, in this, in this passage out of Isaiah 54, it says, Clear lots of ground for your tent. Yeah. Well, what's it saying here? It's like, well... I'm, who likes going camping? Yep. Who likes putting up the one-man tent? I hate one-man tents because I generally don't fit in a one-man tent. I need a three-man tent. I like to spread my wings. I like to fly in my tent. I don't know what you do, but, but I, like, I like to stand up. And so at least it's a four-man tent. And here it says, clear lots of ground for your tents. I don't know about you, but I want a large tent. I want a large tent. Make your tents large. Spread them out. Think big. I don't know, I'm showing my age a little bit, but we used to go to this thing called Parachute Music Festival. Uh, and it was in Matamata, not in Mystery Creek. It was the time, it was, it was well before all of you young people. Um, in fact, I went to the original one in Waikanae. Anyone? Anyone? Couple, couple of people. Anyone not know what I'm talking about right now? Okay, two more many hands. All right, moving on. But we used to, when they, we would line up at the gates, and when they l let the gates open, we would run. 
and we'd have a rope and we'd put our stakes down and we'd run our rope out and put another one down and run our rope and we'd, we'd clear a space as much as big as this auditorium. Why? Because we wanted to make room so we had room. We had room. Let's drive the tent pegs in deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room. How do you get more room? How do you make more room in your life? Well, there's a, real, a, real, there's a couple of simple ways that we can make room in our life. In Genesis chapter 1, oh, sorry, 15, verses 1 through 6. And this is the Lord's covenant promise with Abraham, just before he changed his name to Abraham. And let's read it here. It says, sometimes later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you, and you, your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all these blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza of Damascus, a servant of my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have, you have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. This is his thinking. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will, be a son, so, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up to the sky and count the stars, if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. One of the things I love doing in Dunedin is going outside and looking up at the stars. Yeah. On a clear night, it's, it's amazing, it's beautiful. We live out on the peninsula, and so the light pollution is a little bit less than what it is in the city, and we just get to see these amazing stars. See, the promise here that God said to Abraham, and in his own way, in his own limited capacity, he's coming up with a, a natural answer saying, my servant is going to be the heir. But in God's way, he said, no, your servant's not going to be your heir. Look up to the skies. As numerous as the stars are, I will provide an heir for you. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted it to him as righteous because of his faith. You know, every, everything that I'm going to talk to you about tonight, the three principles that I'm going to share to you tonight, are all based in faith. If you want to get more of anything, if you want to make room of anything, it's all going to come down to faith. Nothing, you, you can rearrange your life, you can reprioritize them, you can make colored charts and all that sort of stuff. But unless there's faith in it, you're not going to be able to achieve anything that God has called you to do. See, Abraham believed the Lord. Can I encourage you tonight? Open your heart and believe God. Just open your heart and believe Him when it comes to your life. In Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, we'll, we'll just build a little bit more um, uh, bank around this. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Verse 4, when people work, their wages are not... Uh, not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God. Whoever forgives, who forgives sin. And it goes on. See, tonight it's about faith that is going to open up areas in your life. In Proverbs chapter 21, it says, 
Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. See, when we have faith and we have and it's and it's our righteousness in Christ, when whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love, you will find life. You will find life. Well, okay, cool. Come on, help me out here a little bit more, Pastor. Well, I need a little bit more than just righteousness and finding life. Well, the Bible also says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, or the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life in its fullness. Life in its fullness. Not life in its natural, organized, I can do all these things, but life in its fullness. Why? Through righteousness. Tonight, if you want to find life, it's going to be finding it through righteousness and it's going to be finding it through faith. There's only one way to enlarge your world and it's going to be through faith. Well, how do I enlarge my world through faith? I'm glad you asked. If you want to make room in your world, the only way is by faith. It takes faith to make room. Time, well, how do you get more time? You give it to God. Joy and peace. How do you get more joy and peace? You give it to God. Finances. How do you get more finances? You give it to God. Forgiveness. How do you get more forgive? How how, how do you forgive more? Well, you give it to God. Everything in life is when we lay it down and we give it to God. It comes back to us so much more than we can ever believe. I like what Pastor Desiree talked about this morning in, in mathematics. Five plus two equals 5,000. Story of the 5,000. Five loaves, two fish equals 5,000. Mathematics doesn't work with God. But when we give stuff to God, His, His, His mathematics works. And I want to encourage you tonight, when we give our lives to Jesus, His mathematics work. The first thing tonight, first principle that I want to, I want to help you with is is this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 34, in the New King James Version. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Uh, sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Now, I love the scripture where it says, "You know, seek first the kingdom of God." Uh, we can hear this, this scripture a whole lot. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Have you heard it before? We've all heard it before. Seek first the kingdom of God. But do you realize what the rest says? And all these things will be added to you. I don't, I don't know what these things are. See, these things for me are different for these things for you. But God knows the desires of your heart. And if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things, whatever these things are for me and for you, will be added unto you. It's making room for ourselves when we put God first. When we seek after him first, I wonder tonight, what are you seeking? Because that will, that will determine what, what, what multiplies in your world. When you seek first the kingdom of God. Like I love it. I love the fact tonight that I'm standing in a room full of people seeking after God. 
seeking the kingdom of God, saying, you know what? I'm believing to be part of a church that seeks after God, that wants to worship Him, that believes in miracles. But man, do we need a, do we need a church and more churches in, in, in Dunedin just serving our city? I love the fact that we have people here tonight serving on the door and all that sort of, but we're seeking first the kingdom of God. And all these things, all these things can be added unto you. What can you, what can you just believe for right now that you think, man, in my own ability, and in my own ability, I'm trying. But when I seek God first, could you imagine that it'll be added to you? It can be. It can be added to you. Seek the kingdom of God first. The principle of seeking the kingdom first. There's many things that want to try and get your attention, though. Consumables, advertising this, advertising that. They're trying to get in front of your space and trying to detour you. There's nothing wrong with having things in life. It's all good. But is it coming after seeking the kingdom? I love the fact that tonight we're in church worshiping God. We're seeking God first. The second one tonight is one thing I have decided. This is Psalm 27, verse 4 to 6. One thing I have decided of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to, be, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, the psalmist wrote this, but really when it comes down to it, it comes down to serving the Lord. The principle of seeking after God, but then the principle of serving God. When you serve Him, life multiplies. When you serve Him, you get more time. When you serve Him, things happen like, you're like, wow, that's amazing. I wonder tonight whether we could continue serving God. Maybe you're a first time in church. I, we, I'm unashamedly saying, get on an E-team. Just get involved in the life of the church. Why? Because your world will automatically, automatically get bigger. Why? Because you'll, you'll meet some new friends. You'll be part of investing into the vision and the mission in the life of the church. Come serve in the church. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. When we seek God, when we serve God, when we commit our thoughts to the Lord, uh, sorry, when we commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. When we work, is it for God? You can be, you can be a, have an amazing career, and if it's for God, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome, but if it's just doing what you want to do, if it's not doing what God's called you to do, well, it's going to be just, you, you'll do well, because mankind's pretty good, right? Well, if you can get a whole lot of people together and make a tower that reaches to the heavens to get God's attention to come down just on their own ability. Just think, God didn't build no fools, right? So in your own ability, you can do some amazing things. But imagine what you could do way more when you give your life to Jesus and when you serve. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Psalm 84 verse 10. Again, more room, more time. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. 
I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of God than live in the good life in homes of the wicked. A single day, one day in God's courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste a thousand days. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, man, I'd rather do one day in God's courts, one day in His presence. It doesn't matter what it is. In here it says, here it says, being a gatekeeper. I won't go into it, but a gatekeeper had some interesting jobs. Some jobs were not very good. If you really want to know about them, ask me after the service. But maybe if you're at home, Google it online. I'm not sure whether. But the, the gatekeeper just didn't do the like the hosting team. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to church. Here's some chocolates. They did a whole lot of other things. Things that you probably think, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. But here the psalmist is writing here, better is one day serving in God's presence. So if you want to find more room, seek God. Seek Him first and all these things will be added unto you. If you want to grow in your world and you want to find more time, serve God. I love the fact that, and, I, and again, unashamedly, if you're a student, come to church on a Sunday. Go to church. How do you lay, you lay down church time and you seek God and you be in his church, be in his courts, be in his temple, worship the King of Kings, and your time will be redeemed. You'll get way more time. Why? Because you're, God will do something in your spirit and you'll be more energetic, you'll be more spirit-filled. I just want to encourage you, get into church. It'll serve you. Last one tonight. So, the principle of sowing. So you're seeking God, you're serving in the the principle of sowing. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, there is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, in the message version, it says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. If you want to learn how to get more room in your world, learn how to sow. Learn how to give God your finances. Learn how to give people encouragement. Learn how to love people. Learn how to sow into people's lives. You know, God's economy here in Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to 38, when it, and, it, and this is encompassed in judging as well. It says, do not judge others and you'll not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive your gift. With, your gift will return to you full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount that you give will determine the amount you get back. God's principles. When you sow, you get way more back. Yeah. I, I, you can't believe it, but it's, it's when, it, when the first time you sow, and there's that, I'm not sure about this. It's your first time trusting God. But man, we could up, we could get, I could get everyone on the front row to come up right now and do a testimony on how they've sown into something. They've seen how God has returned it, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured into your lap. Have you ever had a, an ice cream from Rob Roy? Anyone? If you haven't had an ice cream from Rob Roy because this is your first time in Dunedin, after you've got some homework after church. You gotta go down to Rob Roy, and I want you to order the three scoop 
I want you to order that and, and um, put it on um, Jason's account. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, uh, and then I just want you to go and outside. It's reasonably warm, but good luck. Good luck in trying to eat that thing before it starts pressing and running over. And then you get to that point where, where it's running down your arm and you're like, <laughs> you're wondering what that flavor is. And you're like, no, it's actually half hand sanitizer, half, half goody goody gun drop or whatever it is. And, and that experience of it just running over. Well, well here the Lord is saying it's more than, more than just running down your, your arm. It's pressed down, shaking together, running over into your lap. It's, this God's economy gives you way more than we could ever believe. But it's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. Well, worship team, you guys can join me. We're going to finish up. It's by faith. It's by faith that we find more room in life. God's economy is way better than our economy. It's by faith, though. It doesn't, we don't understand it. I don't understand it. It doesn't work. How does it work? By giving money away, how do I get more back? It just, it don't work. How do I lose a, lose a day of the week by coming to church and worshiping God, but I've got so much other things to do. It just seems like it doesn't work, but it, it works. How does it, how, I don't know how my life is working, but, but I'm, I'm seeking after God and I'm seeking His promises and just somehow all these things just keep getting added into my life. And the Bible actually shows another principle of God through the parable of the talents where Many of you will know this servant master comes in and gives the servant five talents, gives another servant two talents and another servant one talent. And the master goes away and many of you might know the story where the first servant gets five and, and uh, he doubles it, gets, gets ten. Here you go, master, I, I did well, I, I invested it and the second one, two, four and the other servant one and nothing he's like well I just didn't know what to do with it and in fact I just buried it because I just was too scared I was too unsure I was too frightened I didn't really know what to do about it you know it would have been better for him to, just to have a go just to try just to just but instead he just buried it and didn't do anything with it and it's pretty harsh because the master comes back and said, you're actually wicked and lazy. I don't know about you, but that's pretty frightening. They're just not even doing anything with our lives, but giving our lives to Jesus. The thing about it is the, the master also goes on and says to the first servant, well done, good and faithful servant, for those who have used well what they've been given, given, more will be added to you. And it says that the reward is more responsibility. We use well, we seek after God, and we give Him our lives. Guess what? You're going to get more. You're going to get more. Because there are principles of God that just mess with our heads, but by faith, by righteousness, God counted to Abraham righteousness because of his faith. I wonder tonight if 
we could just be Abraham and just stand and look up at the stars and just dream a little bit more. Just maybe go, you know what, I'm going to go again or I'm going I'm to believe again or I'm just going to go back to that promise that God has placed in my heart. Or, or maybe it's time where you, go, you know what, I am going to seek after God. I'm going to seek His will for my life or, or I'm just going to serve. You can serve. Maybe I'm going to sow. You know, some people think, well, I'll start giving, I'll start tithing once I've finished university and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's, it's your choice, it's your choice. But when you sow, you'll reap. I don't know about you, but start sowing early because then you'll start reaping. Anyway, why don't we stand to our feet tonight and why don't you look up to the stars? I know there's pretty ugly suspended ceiling roof here. Then maybe close your eyes if you feel comfortable. Are you seeking after God? You know, the Bible says that He knows the desires of your heart. Are they in line with His desires? He wants to give you the desires of your heart as well. But I've found more and more as I've gotten to know Jesus, the desires of my heart start aligning with the desires of His heart. But could you dream? Could you seek Him tonight? Could you make a decision, you know what, I'm going to serve or I'm gonna, I want to get more time back, so I'm going to lay down, I'm going to give my Sundays to Jesus. Maybe you're going to learn the principles of sowing and reaping. We'll make room for you. I've got thousands and thousands of testimonies of how God has redeemed and blessed our finances and our family. But it all started way, all the way back. Where it says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added unto you. And that passage is written right in the middle of of a whole lot of worry passages. You know, worry is the one thing that will destroy your faith. Worry is going to be the one thing that's going to hold you back. I'm not saying don't worry, but learn how to process worry. The Bible says if you're worried about anything, it's to pray about everything and give it to Him. But tonight, Why don't you seek? Why don't you serve? And why don't you sow? And I will guarantee there'll be an enlargement in your world. I'll guarantee that God meets you exactly where you're at. Why? Because these are kingdom principles. They're not my principles. They're biblical principles. They're God's principles. So Father, tonight, right across this room, just like you did with Abraham, you took him outside and challenged his natural ability, saying, "You're not your servant's not going to be your heir, but I'll provide an heir for you." But and I want you to look up and you see the stars of the sky, too numerous to count. This is the promise I'm giving to you.
seek first the kingdom of God on all these things we added unto you. Father, tonight I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we seek you. We want to serve you. We want to sow into you. We thank you, Lord, for your principles. We thank you, Lord. Even right now, Lord, help us to adjust and help us by faith, by faith, to step into these things. By faith. I just want to pray for a number of people, but the time one is a big one with students. And I get it. We hear it all the time. And we understand. Everyone's like, well, I'm just going to see how my timetable is. I'm just going to figure it all out and going to do. And, and I get it. I understand it. But I really want to encourage you. Give God your time. And He'll redeem the rest of the week. You know, you've got to be diligent and you've got to be steward, stewardable with the rest of the time. Don't just go out and waste it. But when you honor God with your life and you honor God with time, He'll redeem the rest of your time. And Father, I just pray right now for every person that might be just freaking out a little bit, going, I've never done this. I'm not sure that this is going to go. Even people doing masters in a year and all that sort of stuff. Father, I thank you that you redeem time. That better is one day in your courts than a thousand hours. Holy Spirit, just minister to every student, every other person. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.